Hi, I'm Dr. Krista Glover, host and creator of Come Find Rest. This is a podcast for over-functioning, high-achieving, burned-out women who desperately long to be still. And the irony of all ironies right now is many of us actually can be still, but it's only because of pretty awful circumstances. That's why I wanted to offer this bonus preseason episode, because I think it's time to address what's on everyone's mind. Okay, so I must say, I'm usually weird about commenting directly on current events. I have this thing about not wanting to date my work. And sometimes that inadvertently happens when you speak to what's trending right now. Then once the topic becomes obsolete, people may or may not keep the timeless takeaways from your message. But I'm choosing to break away from that rule because honestly, what's occurring right now likely won't just pass along and become irrelevant. What's happening now is, in my opinion, on par with America's 9-11 in the sense that it will permanently alter how we live and move going forward. And what I'm speaking of is, of course, the global pandemic that is COVID-19 or coronavirus. In the event that your social distancing and isolation preceded all of this and you have no clue what I'm talking about, coronavirus is a flu-like respiratory illness that has swept across the globe for the past several months. With it being a new virus, there is no immunity and no vaccine. And at the time of this broadcast, it is not contained. The virus has nearly shut down the entire world. People are being asked to quarantine at home and telework until the threat passes. Those that still have jobs, that is. Churches, bars and restaurants, schools and offices, all closed. The NBA season, canceled. Travel, restricted. Graduations and even the Summer Olympic Games, postponed. Simply put, We've never, ever been here before. In fact, if the year 2020 had a word that's already been repeated ad nauseum, it would be unprecedented. I could give more examples, but I think you get the gist. It's bleak, y'all, and there's no exact end in sight. As if we really needed one more thing, am I right? We already live in an anxious age, with nearly 20% of our population living with an anxiety disorder. I am one of them, by the way. Hey, girl, hey. Yes, that's right. Don't let the soothing voice or professional title fool you. Even in the best of times, my baseline stress response ranges from charming neurosis to debilitating panic. It's hard to admit, but I'm learning to love all parts of me especially when they have the potential to help me. Now, if you deal with anxiety or any other mental health issue, you might wonder how in the world can this help me, especially now? Well, think about it. You kind of already live as if every day is doomsday, right? Now, I am being a bit tongue-in-cheek to provide some levity. I am serious, though. Do a quick body scan. Is any sensation you feel right now qualitatively different from what you felt during other times of heightened anxiety? Probably not. It might not be comfortable. It never really is. You've been here before, though. You know the feeling intensifies, peaks, and eventually plateaus. You always get through it. Whereas people who have always felt calm and maybe never experienced crisis 
they're probably really struggling right now amidst all the uncertainty. You know what else gives you an advantage with handling things right now? You most likely already have a full arsenal of coping skills to manage overwhelm. I certainly do. From grounding yourself with your five senses and slow exhales to thought-stopping techniques for overthinking and rumination, you know how to catch yourself to avoid a downward spiral. These are skills you've honed well. I am here for cognitive behavioral strategies. I'm here for mindfulness. I'm here for the breath work and yoga and even some of the fringe woo-woo stuff. Hey, whatever helps. I'll say this though, when it gets real, like global pandemic real, I always go back to my faith. When you're going through something really hard, faith gets really simple. It's not about mental assent or deep theology. You don't get all philosophical about the nature and meaning of life. You get down to bare bones truth. For me, that is God is good and God is love. These were truths imparted in my childhood. Now certainly, I've advanced beyond that understanding as I've walked with God. But when I'm stripped of everything, those are the truths I cling to. They are all that matter. When it comes to coronavirus or any other life-threatening contagion, what's it really come down to? In my view, the panic, the hysteria, they're all about facing our mortality, facing and accepting the reality that one day we all will die. That's an existential fear we all have. And honestly, I think it's because we were designed to be eternal beings. We were never meant to experience the sting of death, but we do now, at least on earth as we know it. Yet according to my theology, even death isn't permanent. Hebrews 2 verses 14 and 15 have come to mean a lot to me as an anxiety-prone, low-key hypochondriac because it gets to the heart of the matter like nothing else. And it says this, Since the children are made of flesh and blood, It's logical that the Savior took on flesh and blood in order to rescue them by his death. By embracing death, taking it into himself, he destroyed the devil's hold on death and freed all who cower through life scared to death of death. I can't fully explain it, but this passage gives me chills and almost brings me to tears every time I read it. I really think it's because that's what all of my fear and anxiety come down to. A fear of suffering and a fear of death. The thing about it, though, is fearing death is essentially fearing life. You're cautious about what you eat lest it make you sick. You fear every bodily ache and pain is something more serious. You're reluctant to travel for fear that the journey might kill you. Every decision you make or don't make is driven by the reality of death and how to protect yourself from it. Scripture calls this kind of fear slavery. It's insidious and slowly robs us of all the joy and beauty there is to experience in this life. If it weren't for Christ's sacrifice, we would all still be dead in our own sin and gripped by this fear. But in his death, burial, and resurrection, 
Christ broke the power of death in our lives and set us free from the fear of it. I know this podcast is all about mindful living, contemplative prayer, and rest, but if that isn't worth a shout of praise, I don't know what is. So how do we close an episode like this? A charge to trust God? doesn't usually go over well because it can feel trite and invalidating. Do we say, don't fear death because Christ conquered the grave? Again, theologically true, but still can feel insufficient when you are gripped by that fear. So I'll offer you this, the image of our Lord Jesus on the cross and his brutal crucifixion. And no, it's not a pretty image to conjure. But for me, his death is probably the only thing more intense and visceral than the overwhelming anxiety I can feel on a regular basis. His suffering reminds me that he knows intimately well any suffering I might feel in this mortal body. But he doesn't just suffer along with me for suffering's sake. He suffered and then conquered and in doing so, set me free eternally. No matter what may come of this temporal life, it's not the final story. That concludes our bonus episode. It was a bit somber, I know, but when life gets heavy, the basics of the Christian faith are what I cling to. They ground me when everything else fails. Thank you so much for tuning in. In less than a couple of weeks, we will be back with season two of Come Find Rest. And it's all about identifying the good, beautiful, perfect things in life amidst all that's overwhelming and bad. You won't want to miss it. And in the meantime, if you want to offer feedback on this episode or share how you are enjoying the podcast, please email me at comefindrest@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you soon. Thank you.